0: Salvation is free, but it isn't easy, and only through the help of the Holy Spirit can we live in it. So, without the evidence of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we are not following Christ. If we aren't following Christ, we aren't saved. Come join Kim as she journeys through the scriptures, revealing what it means to live the Christian life. Hello, and welcome to this podcast of
1: Woman at the Well Ministries. I believe that Too often in our lives, we neglect the responsibility we have as Christians to be a living testimony of the works of Jesus Christ. I believe we often neglect the great responsibility that we have as Christians to be a witness to the world. He says that we're the light of the world, and we don't put our light under a bushel but on a candlestick for all to see. He says that our good works... Glorify our Father which is in heaven, in Matthew 5. As we begin to look at this life as a Christian, it's first and foremost we have to understand that in order to be a Christian, we must have Jesus in our life. We must have the work of the Holy Spirit indwelling in us, teaching us and guiding us and leading us, that we would understand how to be Christ-like. We have his word to guide us. And the Bible says that the word was made flesh and dwell among us. And when we think of that, we understand that Jesus dwelt among us. And as we begin to read his word and we begin to absorb it into ourselves and we embrace its truths and we follow its commandments, we understand that we are literally following the commands of Jesus and that Jesus himself is the word. As we look at our Christian lives, I think we need to really accept that as Christians saved, born again with the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, that we should be very different than those who do not have Jesus in them. It's incredibly important that you understand that we don't work our way into heaven Good works doesn't make Christ love us more, but good works allow us to be more usable for God. And if we love him, James tells us that we will show him that through our works and the world will see there's a difference in you and it will open up many doors for you to witness for who he is. I think it's time we realized that we might be the only Bible that some people ever read. And when we call ourselves Christians, we are opening up ourselves to the world to say, this is what it's like when Christ lives in you. So we need to make sure that we are living as God would have us to live. We must make sure that we have committed our lives to him. In this podcast, Come Follow Me, we're going to talk about what it means to follow him. The reality of it is, is that's first and foremost. Throughout the scriptures, he speaks of leaving family and things behind and come follow me, putting him First. In Scripture, he says, pick up thy cross and follow me. He said to pick it up daily. That means there are times in our lives that we are going to experience things that are difficult, but we do it in the name of Jesus, and through his power and through his strength, we are able to overcome. See, being a Christian is more than saying it. It's living it. And that responsibility of living it is how we show the world who Jesus is. In Mark chapter 8, verses 34 through 35, it reads like this. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, and the gospels, the same, shall save it. What is Jesus telling us at this moment? First, he's telling us that as Christians who are going to follow Jesus, that we have to deny ourselves the things that, that the world would attract us with or allure us with, or the things that serve our flesh and serve ourselves. We have to set aside these selfish interests. Secondly, he's telling us that we have to take up his cross, expressing a willingness willingness to do whatever it takes or endure whatever may come our way. Then we see, he says, believing in me. Conforming to him and his example of living. Embracing who he is and assimilating into him. And letting his life be a living example of how we live. And regardless of what it might cost us, comfort, finances for some people even death, that you're willing to do that because you have a faith that will not fail and you have your faith placed in a God that cannot fail. Because he says whoever wishes to save his life in this world is going to lose it. If you're choosing to be self-reliant, if you're choosing to create your kingdom here, if only the things in this world and the material items of life are all that matters to you. If you're living for this world, you've got a sad awakening. Because Mark 8.36 says, For what shall a prophet a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? So in this passage of scripture, in Mark chapter 8, we get a, a double down there because just before Mark eight thirty. Six, he's talking about if you're going to save yourself in this life or in this world, you're going to eventually lose it. And that's not so hard to understand. Because unless God does come back, if he tarries his coming, everyone born is going to die. Everyone right now within the sound of my voice, if God tarries his coming, Will see death at some point. And without Jesus, you have no hope for eternal life in heaven. But you do need to understand you will have eternal life. It will be eternally in hell. And hell has never been meant for God's creation. He doesn't want you to go to hell, He's not going to send you to go to hell. He's given you an opportunity to choose you this day whom you will serve. He says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you acknowledge that you're a sinner, believe in Jesus Christ and his sinless, spotless blood and in who he is, and you confess your sins and ask him into your life, he will surely save you. And he wants all to come to repentance and that none should perish. But this word repentance means to turn away from, to turn away from the old man, to turn away from ungodliness, to turn away from living for sin. Jesus wants to secure for himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works that have been washed white as snow. And so he says, but whoever loses his life in this world, For his sake and the gospels through faith in God will save it from the consequences of sin and never be separated from God. That individual will never go to hell. Not because of what they've done, but because of what Christ has done. They will receive eternal life in heaven but this come follow me business. What does that mean? Well, as we read the scriptures and the Holy word of God, he tells us how we should live. And it's more than the 10 commandments. He, he gives us a map, an example, a way of life. And then he places inside of us the Holy spirit that we might be enabled and empowered and strengthened and encouraged and instructed on how to do it. As we read, we understand because the Holy spirit reveals to us what the scriptures are saying. And what it says is plain. We are to be Christ. Like we are to follow him and his example. In Titus chapter 3 and verse 8, he says this. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. Not only will it enable you to live the best life possible and the abundant life that he so promised every believer in John 10, 10. But what it will also do is this. It will allow those people around you to see the witness of God in you and they're going to want what you have and they're going to be led to Jesus through your actions, your words, and your life. You will have fulfilled that great commandment to go into all the world and teach and preach simply by the life you live. In James chapter 4 and verse 4, it says this, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God? Remember, if you gain the whole world, what have you gotten? Let's think about it for a moment. What is he saying in James 4.4? Who are these are disloyal sinners flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God? some of you are just doing lip service others of you have strayed aside and need to come back if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness in 1 John 1 9 he is wooing you back the Holy Spirit doesn't want to go where you're taking him the Holy Spirit doesn't want to partake in the activities that you are partaking in the Holy Spirit isn't using the language perhaps that you are using and God is using the Holy Spirit to clean you up so that you can walk in a way that God that pleases God and God can honor and you can receive the blessings of God. He cannot bless an unclean vessel. And you've got to come to him with an empty, clean heart. Yeah, you can come to him like the woman at the well did, steeped in sin, but her vessel was empty and she was ready for him to fill it. And as he filled it, he cleaned her. So you don't have to say, I'll come to Jesus when I get my act together. You'll never get your act together. That's beyond your capabilities. But Jesus in you can set you straight in a second, in the blink of an eye. He can right wrongs and he can he can take something unclean and something that is a total mess and broken and make something amazingly beautiful out of it. But you've got to come to him with an empty vessel that says, Lord, feel me, clean me, cleanse me. Let me be what you'd have me to be. And I promise you that sincere prayer will result in the cleansing of Christ's blood. So you can't be disloyal. You can't love two masters. You either hate the one and love the other. He also tells us that he will spew the lukewarm out of your mouth, and that's the ones who are like Switzerland, they're kind of just sitting there making no decision. Because no decision is a decision against God. There's no way that you can remain neutral. You're either for him or you're against him. And James 4, 4 As we begin to look at that a little more closely, says, being the world's friend that is loving the things of the world is being God's enemy. Where do you find your delight? The psalmist David said that he'll give you the, the desires of your heart when you delight in him. Where's your delight? Is it Jesus that gives you joy? Are you seeking and thirsting after him? Do you want to be more and more like him? Are you allowing him to fill you that you might be used in his service? And then James 4.4 concludes with whoever chooses to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. If the world is where you want to be and the things of the world are what allure you and you want to be in the camp of the devil, then you've made yourself an enemy of God. You're taking a stand with the world as an enemy of God. And that, my friend, is a dangerous losing proposition. There is none greater than Jesus. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. His grace is an amazing, undescribable gift that he gives to us. His mercy is everlasting, but his judgment is sure. And be sure of this very thing, Someday, you will acknowledge him as God. Because when this life is over, you'll see face to face. But it's too late then. You will have already secured your eternity in hell because you refuse to receive the free gift of salvation that comes from those who believe in God, who assimilate his walk by allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide them. You're either in or you're out. You're either for God or you're against him. You're either a friend of God or you're his enemy. It's our prayer that you have made your calling and election sure and you have repented from your sins and you've embraced God and you are following him and you're denying yourself and you'll find that it's the best life possible. His commandments aren't grievous to them that love him. It's not hard to walk with Jesus as the Holy Spirit empowers us and instructs us. And 1 Peter 1:15 through 16 says this, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. What is he telling you? He's telling you that your whole life needs to be a reflection of the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ. Without Jesus, I would be a dreadful wretch of a person. I'm not perfect now, but he who lives within me is. And I hear his voice, and I heed his word, and I seek his direction. And he blesses me continually. For some of you, your conversation isn't becoming of what God would have it be. This verse is pretty clear. Be holy in all manner of conversation. That's more than just not taking the Lord's name in vain. That's not stirring strife and chaos with your words. Our words should be speaking Jesus and his word. Perhaps all of us, sinner and Christian alike, for unbeliever, we're all sinners saved by grace. Unbeliever and Christian alike should think about their words. Hand them to Jesus. and Let him make them holy. But our lives need to reflect the Jesus in us. I close with this verse, these verses. 1 John 2, 15 and 16. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Remember, you are loved. Jesus loves you.
0: Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com slash watwm where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved.
1: girl.